would put a lot of importance on the word enjoy、mm-hmm. if you don't even look at me and if you don't make an effort to at least say hello or strike up a conversation, friendly conversation. Then I don't feel like、mm, you think that highly of me. Mayfield and Beloved presents Camp Here and There, Episode Twenty One: The Boys of Secrets. Jedediah here, Sydney. Um, well, some of you might already know that he um he's gone. Since last night, I don't know. Sometime last night, he's been missing, in action. Nurse's office completely abandoned. Left all of his stuff behind: his worms, his books. If you've been attending this camp for a few years, you certainly know this is extremely out of character. Sydney is a very responsible person. He cares immensely about all of you kids, and I I find it really hard to believe that he would just get up and go without telling anyone. So wherever he is, he's probably not there by choice. Not to cause alarm, I just. Yeah, this is a little bit of a situation. There's no need for you to be worried, though. I promise you, kids, I will attend dutifully to the nurse's office in Sydney's absence, or I'll make sure someone is at least. So, I have these announcements here. Seems like Sydney wrote、uh, wrote up the day's announcements before he disappeared, which, well, it's considerate of him. Uh, so, today's breakfast is candied wasps, and this morning's activity is jumping. And、uh, that counselor,、uh, Marisol Yuchengo, is is here in the office with me, and she's got something to say to you all. Take it away. Hi, I won't take up a lot of your time. I just want to ask if any of you see the Elephant Man, please report it to me immediately. Okay. Don't engage. Obviously, don't go near him. Just tell me about it, and where he is the moment you see him. Okay, okay. Thanks, Marisol. And everyone, have a nice breakfast, and let me know if you see Sydney. How ghosts it, my friendly recorder. It must be nice to get out of the office for once, huh? <laughs> I really, really need a break, so 
I figured I'd finally tell you why I dragged you out here. Sorry, where's my decorum? It's, uh... Well, honestly, I, I don't have the slightest idea what time it is. I am very far from the bonfire by now, and the sky has been behaving rather curiously. There are no clouds, no visible sun, and ever since I left the campgrounds, it hasn't even slightly changed color. Just the same unfathomable teal patina. Honestly, I, I don't even know how long I've been wandering around for. <laughs> well, it's been long enough for me to get you know, very tired. I know that. So, so, yesterday... The trees had us hemmed in. Mother Nature had reached over and placed a woven basket upside down, up above us, like we were unwanted pests inside her house. We tried everything we could think of and had taken to moping around, hoping better ideas would find us. Or maybe that our interment would just... end as quickly as it had just begun. I was sat on a stump on the very outskirts of the clearing, leaning against one of the trees, when I heard a voice. And it invited me over for tea. The voice was masculine, handsome, yet expressive and buoyant. It sounded familiar, but I couldn't think who it was, especially when I turned to look. It seemed the more I squinted to make out the figure hidden behind the tight-woven branches, the more I felt my brain grow hazy and slow. So of course I know who it was. The stranger behind the trees explained that he had been expecting me to come to the altar, but had been hoping that I'd come alone. Nevertheless, he managed to arrange for this private encounter, declaring that he wanted nothing more than to sit down across a table from me, serve me up some tea, and chat. He provided me with specific directions to meet him in the forest that night. He claimed that if I'd kindly offer him the opportunity to explain himself, I would understand everything. And I said okay. I said okay. Of course I did. Honestly, I mean at this point, why not? I've been thinking about it and things will shake out one of two ways. Option one, the elephant man isn't dangerous. That's great. I'll learn everything I want to know about him. Jedediah and Lucia will be proven right, and I can let go of some of this bitterness. Then there's option two. He hurts me. Or tries to. And, well, hey, I'll still get to find out what his deal is. People might start taking me seriously. Except, at this rate, I might not get to meet him anyway. Normally, I know the desire paths of this forest like the veins on my hands. I spend most of my time out here, all told. But today, the paths keep changing up on me, twisting and wobbling with every other glance. Every time I turn around, it's like I'm in a completely different forest. Even the trees seem unfamiliar, or maybe just unfriendly. They claw at the sky with gnashing branches and gnarled strands of bark. I've gotten so lost, I have found myself on the outskirts of camp several times. It's a lucky break that no one's seen me. Drag me back. <sighs> I 
doubt the Elephant Man is even waiting for me anymore. I bet it'd be fine if I took a nap here, right? I'm just <laughs> really in a lot of pain. One by one, we all stay alive. I'll move forward. I've gotten lost in this forest before, and it never beguiled me forever. Okay, trudging on. Back into my pocket you go. It's me, Sydney. Good morning, kids. Just because your parents love you doesn't mean they won't hurt you, and you're all going to die one day. Maybe today. Who knows? All you can really do is pray, and even that doesn't usually work. Well, breakfast is lunch. <laughs> Just kidding. It's Yvonne. You know me. I'm doing the announcements this time. Got you, though, right? Totally got you. So, Sydney is still gone, and Jedediah is busy. Mm, yeah. So, I'm filling in as the nurse since I also went to medical school for a little while, and since I'm doing that, I figure I'll also fill in with the announcements. So, hi. Let me just look at Sydney's notes here. Give me a sec. This, uh, what? Sorry, I, this has to be, I think there's, okay, what the hell is this? This is unreadable. It's, I don't even know where to start. There's these meaningless doodles scattered everywhere, and some of this is written in invisible ink? And all of the sentences are written in different directions? Like, some of them are written right to left or top to bottom. I... I swear to God, the more I look at it, the more I feel like all the letters are, like, moving. Like, letters always switch up when you have dyslexia, but this is different. They're, like, dancing around. Okay, I'm... not even going to try to read this. I'll just... give the announcements from memory, I guess. Um, lunch is, uh, well, you know, yesterday Matthew came knocking on my door asking for toothpaste, so maybe that's an ingredient? Have we already done that one? Matthew's making toothpaste cupcakes or something. Yeah, that's viable. Uh, get ready for toothpaste cupcakes. Oh, thank God, Jedediah. Hi, Juniper should be fired. The mic's on, dude. Just kidding, children. Nice. Mm. Any news on Sydney? None. I'm gonna talk to Lucille about setting up a search party. If she says no, I'll go out there myself. Can you hold down the fort for the rest of the afternoon? Yeah, man, yeah. As long as you don't make me do the announcements again. <laughs> sure. Speaking of the announcements, can you... Can you read these? What, like out loud? No, like... Can you understand it? Like, at all? Of course I can. It's plain English. <laughs> of course that's what you'd say. Okay, well, 
Go ahead and read it out for the kids. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, today's lunch is orange party. Activities? Orange party. Incredible. What's your deal with Sydney's notes? These notes are like the Dead Sea Scrolls. Do you not see it? Oh, um, sorry kids. Happy lunch! I feel like shit. My back hurts. My legs are burning. There are needles in my feet. I... and I'm starting to feel ill. Like, it's hard to breathe. I... I... I just want to sleep. But I feel like if I fall asleep here, I'll never wake up. A while ago, I gave up trying to find the elephant man. I've just been looking for... anything. Anything familiar, anywhere I can feel safe to sit down. <laughs> and the kids. I didn't mean to be absent today. This was just supposed to be a little, you know, nighttime romp. But I don't trust Jedediah to man the nurse's office. What's gonna happen if someone gets hurt? I'm thinking a lot. My body is failing, but my mind feels able right now. Ghost recorder, can I... can I tell you a story? It always cheers me up, telling stories. My mother's house was poison. With every passing year that I lived in that filthy place, I got sicker and sicker. I would hide myself away. I would starve. I began to stumble instead of walk. I would try not to blink for fear that I wouldn't be able to open my eyes. I was so tired. Even the effort it took to breathe was viscerally felt. One day, I told that woman I was leaving. I stuffed a few backpacks in a duffel bag full of clothes, and I told her that if she ever wanted to say goodbye to me, now was her chance. She barely looked up from her screen. I wanted her to get angry. I wanted a fight. I wanted consequences. I... I wanted... it... to matter. But it didn't. I had to come to terms with that... quickly. It was raining that night. Violently. I was immediately drenched in the cold in the dark, but I wasn't going back in there. I wasn't going to tell her I'd changed my mind, even though I knew she wouldn't respond. I decided I didn't need her, and admitting I did was out of the question. I walked for nearly two miles, back when my joints could still sort of handle it, drenched to my bones in cold water and shivering until my teeth hurt. And that is how, just five days before my 17th birthday, in the dead of night, I ended up on Jedediah's doorstep, shaking from the winter rain, jumping at the lightning, and feeling my limbs numb with fear. He let me in. Lucille was home, 
and she invited me to dry myself and lie down. I asked her how long I could stay. She said I didn't have to worry about that right now. She was kind then. So was Jedediah. Me and Jedediah had already been close you know, for, a, for a long time. Our relationship was weird. We never put a label on it. I don't think either of us felt like we needed to. No matter what we were, we'd still love each other. We'd still tell each other everything. Spend all our time together. Sneak into each other's rooms at night. I was not... I, I was not a stranger to intimate relationships by then, but Jedediah was different. He gave a shit about me, and when he told me he loved me, all awkward like it was the first time every time, it wasn't because he wanted something out of me, he just wanted me to know. But things changed. He grew up, and he pulled away. Now he only talks to me when he wants to convince me I'm overreacting so I don't burden him. Or to hear me reassure him I don't hold anything against him. He only offers anything to me when it suits him. When it benefits him. And he doesn't love me more than anyone else. And honestly, what's one meeting with the Elephant Man compared to the past six years of that? Yeah, the guy is a creep. But at least he wants anything to do with me. It's been a long time since since I got to feel like that. And whatever, you know? Hi, kids. Uh, hi. I... Hope you had a good afternoon, and I am sorry to report that Sydney has not returned. I did go out looking for him in the forest, but could not find any sign. Tonight's dinner is caterpillar squash casserole and grape steak. Vegans get cheese custard. All right, you, uh, you enjoy yourselves tonight. If, if any of you see Sydney around, get him, I guess. Tell him to come back. Bye. huge twisted tree. It was so, so tired, it couldn't even fly. A many-legged insect crept along the branch, crept up the bird's leg, 
through its feathers, coiled around its little neck. The blue jay was too tired to fight or screech. It fell to the earth. The centipede forced its way down the blue jay's throat, feasted on its heart. I'm in hell. I'm in hell. I'm in hell. Today's episode was written by Blue Mayfield and Nicholas Belove. The part of Sydney Sargent was played by Blue Mayfield. The part of Jedediah Martin was played by Nicholas Belove. The part of Marisol Yuchenko was played by J.V. Hampton Vansant. The part of Yvonne Marley was played by Emily Safko. Camp Here and There is the sole intellectual property of its production company, Mayfield and Belove. All music composed by Will Wood and produced by Jonathan Maisto. Sound editing by Emily Safko and Blue Mayfield. Special thanks to our patrons. Alexandria Scott, Michaela McQueen, Francesca Raggio, and Jillian. For behind-the-scenes material, exclusive canonical content, interactive events, and early episode access, consider signing up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash mayfieldandbelove. Our Discord server is a great place to meet like-minded fellows and discuss today's episode. Find the link at mayfieldandbelove.com. Lastly, if you'd like to support us, the best thing you can do is to spread the word about the show. Thank you for listening to Camp Here and There. And remember, I opened two gifts today. They were my eyes. Thank you.